and get depressed. <laughs> <laughs> this subject is very depressing. It I'm going to look forward to finally finishing this off because yeah. we're having to do a two-parter on it. But uh, anyways, welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Nine Funk, guys. Nine and funk. Uh, um, as always... Uh, I'm your host, Pedro, here with my co-host, Jose, and Yo. this is part two of talking about the undocument, Living Undocumented series on Netflix. Yep. It's a limited uh, multi-episode um, multi uh, documentary mm -hmm. about basically what it is to be living undocumented in America, and it's uh, it's a really good watch for anyone who hasn't watched it because what this sh show does is it really shows you perspectives from different types of immigrants because like usually when you hear um stories about like immigration or yeah. immigrants it's usually just summed up with latin america because it does affect us mm -hmm. tremendously i mean more people go through you know immigration um customs um, specifically having to deal with ICE and all that bullshit um, are people from Latin American countries. But mm -hmm. um, after f watching the second half of that episode, one yeah. part was highlighted that we probably didn't know much about, but is um, different cases of people who have to deal with, um, you know, seeking asylum from um, countries like overseas whose countries are basically like, Oh, if we stay here, it's a death sentence. Yeah. And it's not even a death sentence of, of like, oh, we're, you know, some bad people are after us. It's like, no, just because we exist, this is a death sentence. Uh, what was that area called? It started with an M. Um, it, well, it's a part of, it's uh, it's in West Africa. Yeah. I know that much, but I forgot the actual name of the, the thing. But the yeah. So the dominant people there are Arab people. Mm -hmm. uh, they run the government, the police, everything. Uh, and black people are considered not citizens, pretty much just not people. They treat them like shit. They kill them on the streets. They they don't have no any rights. They can't really do anything. They just live on the streets uh, poor. Yeah, and it's crazy because they talk about it in that in that episode, the last episode, uh, or was it the last two episodes when she's on it? Um, they outlawed slavery in the 80s that's yeah. fucking wild they were the last they were the last uh, place to do it yeah but it the, was just for face like yeah. they didn't really they they put it in law that like oh yeah it's illegal now but they still fucking did it yeah and they um, still do it yeah they they covered they covered that a lot where mm -hmm. they're saying like it's the one place where the most amount of slavery is actively happening and it's not behind closed doors. Yeah. People know that it's happening. And the story that they talk to, uh, tell about uh, specifically is about a man who escaped that country, got to the U.S. He lived there undocumented for many years because uh, he was being able to seek asylum because the country is basically, like, again, it's a, it's a fucking war zone. And yeah. it's, the country is Mauritania. Mauritania. That's yeah. what it was. But yeah, it's just crazy. I've never heard of this country. No, me neither. Yeah. I mean, there's so many goddamn countries in Africa. Yeah. And of course, I mean, we only know so much about like what other countries go through because there's only thanks American education system. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've we've been discussing this for a while. How for us, it is very hard. I'll, I'll give a good example. I went to Barnes and Noble mm -hmm. um, a few days ago, 
And while I was up there, I was like, I want to look for a new book to read, but I would specifically want to like find a book about some Latin American history, maybe something after like some indigenous cultures and stuff like that. Something uh, where I can get a good idea of like what, how these people live, their customs and stuff like that. And I went over to the world history section at Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. Right now, when I tell you they had like, multiple bookshelves on u.s history even like german history mm -hmm. uk history but literally not even a fourth of a shelf had anything about like latin world history mm -hmm. and the only concrete book they had was they had a comprehensive book of the history of mexico but that book may basically just covers you know the whole mm -hmm. it's the whitewash version of the history of mexico i wouldn't say necessarily it's the whitewash but i think it's just more talking about it's not talking about like what was before mexico mm -hmm. or like the cultures within mexico it's just coming to terms about like how mexico came to be like i guess like the revolution from like the spanish mm -hmm. and then everything after the fact you yeah. know so everything before spain doesn't exist pretty much yeah and like there's a lot of resources out there that you can find, but they become extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. I even started looking under the Native American section to see if I could find anything on like maybe some Indian like Native American tribes um, that come from like the Mexico uh, mm -hmm. Central American region, maybe even the South American region. And I mean, I found a few books about the Amazon, and that was about it. Yeah, everything after that, it's like it's almost like we like. It's almost like if our ancestors don't exist. Well, yeah, I mean, part of it is because uh, when Spain came over, they destroyed a lot of our a lot of history. They destroy, you know, written records, books, uh, just anything that has something that could be passed down about native history was burnt yeah. or destroyed. Actually, I I was uh, about to mention that I actually uh, through my research I found a book that's actually about that. A book I think I believe it's called If They Burn Books They Burn Bodies Too. Oh yeah, I have it on my list. Yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah, hold on. It's a it's a book basically talking about how the Spanish came over and burnt every bit of fucking information that they had about all most indigenous groups down to where there's only like five written texts. Yeah, it's called When They Burn Books They Also Burn People and the author is Marcos Antonio Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah a lot that's with, on my list to read. Yeah. And the, the thing, the thing about it is just like, why would they do something like that? And the, 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 the truth be is cause well, one, they were trying to eradicate them. Yep. They were trying to get rid of them. They're mm -hmm. trying to make them know, basically not being known through history yeah. as in like your empire is over our empires that matters. Mm -hmm. We were talking before we started recording, uh, we were talking about that John Leguizamo special on Netflix that he does talking about Latin American history. Yeah. Latin, uh, Latin, Latin history for morons. Yeah. I think is what it's called. And, um, he talks about, I know I've seen a clip of it. He talks about it. We were one of the largest group of natives in the world 73 million people yeah. and it got wiped out in like a few years to 3.5 like, yeah that and it it's just ridiculous how quick it went down like we were almost driven to extinction like we wouldn't be brown yeah if it wasn't for the few that survived yeah and yeah. um he even talked about it uh where he was talking about like the one thing that you'll always find in a lot of these um, texts that are spread throughout 
the you know the more the more common textbooks that talk about it you know yeah. they always try to wash over everything about those people mm -hmm. and what the textbooks will do is be basically say like oh they were outnumbered they were outmanned they were they didn't they didn't have like anywhere near close to like they basically were eradicated through like their advanced technology and their abilities of warfare when in reality that wasn't true yeah. the spanish were outnumbered a hundred to one yep because the aztec empire at the time alone was 30 million people mm -hmm. 30 million people and all of them all of them were fucking survival like 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 you know like the, the top of the line of like being able to survive. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like you look at paintings and stuff that you know show depictions of Aztec cities, like uh, the Teotihuacan or whatever it's yeah. called. I'm gonna get chewed out by all the Hispanics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you see paintings of this. You can still go and see the ruins and everything. And these were massive, super well developed. Had irrigation, running water, uh, fucking like they, they had built. plumbing. Yeah. They had a fucking plumbing. Yeah, the only oh. other people that did that uh, were the Romans, and they were way more "quote unquote" advanced than them. Also, than, you know, uh, all the other. Shit. Also, a lot of people don't realize this, but Native Americans they bathed every day. Yeah, every day mm -hmm. they were very clean people. They were not dirty savages like people try to portray them in fucking like old media and shit. Yeah, they were advanced. They were smart. They were open. And, like, they were open both spiritually and mentally. And, yes, of course, like, people always like to bring up some bullshit about, like, well, some of them practice cannibalism and stuff like that. But yeah, the thing was... Under. Fuck it. Yeah, but there yeah. were there was reasons behind it. There, yeah. were, there were rituals, you know? It was just the customs of the time. If you look far back enough in time for any, like, lower advanced mm -hmm. civilization, most of them had rituals like that to begin with, I you mean, know? You st Catholics still have sort of that religion. Yeah, you're not eating people, but I you mean, you're, do you're, have, you know... The blood of Christ and the body of Christ. You're eating a cracker and drinking juice. That's, I mean, that's like kind of like, like you cannibalism. And also, I don't understand like, well, like, okay, you're gonna go as far as criticize um, people because some of them, like, okay, well, first of all, yes, they did, they do do. Uh, Pozole does originate um, from um, um, like a, a meal with human flesh in it, but yeah. it was only done in a tight circle of the higher ups of, and it was a very, it was like a priest thing. It was a, do. it was a yeah. priest ritual and only like specific people were ever a part of it. It wasn't mm -hmm. like a common thing. Like not everybody was just like, Oh, let's go fucking murder our neighbor. And throw what him happened in to Tio Juan? No, he's gone. No, he's gone now. Eat We're your having a cookout tomorrow. Eat your, <laughs> eat your chitlins. I'm like, no, that's not how yeah. that works. Like, yeah, but you're willing to paint that over and just say, no, no, they were ruthless cannibals. But no one ever fucking bats an eye about how many fucking people died in the Crusades over some fucking made-up story bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but they want to paint over the fact that, like, you know, other mythologies are non-existent. Mm -hmm. But they find ways to survive. Yeah. Yeah, but, like we talked about in that past episode, uh, one of our last later episodes. Uh, what is it? They... I mean, they really do go in more into Catholicism because there were things that kind of matched up with their beliefs. And I'm like, well, we can mask it with, you know, what we believe in. Well, they had to because the thing was they were going to get killed yeah. for basically saying that they believed in anything other than, like, Roman Catholic beliefs. Yeah, yeah. And it was just fucked up to begin with. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, like, the arrogance that people will think. Like, you're telling me that a bunch of people who are able to make it to shore 
of like let's say Mexico mm-hmm. were somehow able to manage to take down a fucking kingdom of thirty million people, majority of them being like hard like like skilled people with talents yeah. like were gifted at warfare. How do you build an empire that big? Well, you got to be really fucking good at defending your own city and defending mm-hmm. yourself and also knowing how to conquer people, you yeah. know? Cause I mean, an empire doesn't become that big unless they had to do some conquering themselves. Yeah. That is a course. But the thing was they were clean. They were sophisticated. They're not like, if you're getting all your information of like what, latin natives were from like the, apocalypto from apocalypto you're getting information from mel gibson you need yeah. a yeah also that thing is fucking stupid you know the end of apocalypto whenever the guy's like walking away with his family and they see the spanish arrive on mm-hmm. shore the mayans had gone extinct they weren't the mayans huh they were aztecs no they're mayans the, the guy with the family yeah they're mayans no they were just some offshoot, um, um, like probably came from the mines, but they were just some offshoot tribe. Uh, yeah, but but they were brought to the Mayan Empire. Like those pyramids, those are the Mayan ruins. Because I looked it up, it's not the Aztec Empire. This it's supposed Ma- to be the Aztecs. No, because where it was, it was uh, taking place in Oaxaca, hmm. and uh, near the um, like the uh, peninsula right there. All right. Well, someone didn't do their homework. <laughs> Well, yeah, because yeah. he mashed up a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But the thing was, it was supposed to be the Mayan Empire, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, the Mayans see the fucking, like, Spanish roam up, and they, you know, a lot of them think that they're fucking gods and shit like that. Yeah. The Mayan Empire was gone yeah. by the time that they arrived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, by, like, thousands of years. Yeah, there were... Or hundreds of years. There were Mayan say. ruins when the Aztecs were around. Yeah. Like, that was a long time. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah, I mean, again, he fucking just mashed up a bunch of bullshit together, and he called Mm -hmm. it a movie, and he was just like, this is history. I'm like... No, it's not. No. Yeah. I don't give a fuck how good Braveheart is. I'm pretty (laughs) sure some of that shit is inaccurate as well. I mean, I love The Patriot. That was a good movie. Uh, I mean, I love Mad Max, but, you know, (laughs) it doesn't... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. People have their opinions about Mel Gibson. I think he's... Whatever. Like I, I try not to. I try to separate the art from the artist yeah. as always. He's a good actor. He's a crazy fuck. Yeah, he is yeah. a crazy fuck. It's just like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Although I don't think Tom Cruise is that great of an actor. He can be good. Uh, he's just. Oh, um, he killed insane. it in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you forget that he played yeah. that asshole like um, character. That, yeah. that was funny as hell. But I mean. Yeah. That's besides the point. Anyways, um, we're ranting. <laughs> yeah, we're ranting again. But anyways. But, yeah, going back to the whole immigration thing, uh, the, the show, just um, these last few episodes we um, uh, we watched, it's crazy how, like, to me, it blew my mind uh, with, like, we were talking about it before, and I said I was going to talk about it on the show, the Colombian family. Mm-hmm. Like, they came from hard times. Like, they had the story, you know, of, you know, they, were, they came as, you know, asylum seekers because... They had death threats. They had literal paperwork of these are death threats coming from this person, this person, and this person. They were still getting them. Yeah. Too. Yeah. And it's like they didn't qualify. So they were waiting for ICE to tell them if you're going to be able to stay or if you're going to, you know, keep going with the process or mm-hmm. if they're going to deport you. And it's like they came over when the, the oldest boy was what, like two or three? Mm hmm. And like he talks about, like he does videos on there on on like 
I guess like Facebook and stuff like yeah, that. Social talking media. About it. Yeah. And he's like just telling them everyone like, hey, you know, they're trying to deport us. I don't have a life down there. We don't have a life down there. But I know nothing of that country at all. This is my home. And they're sending me to a place I don't know. Where's it, the justice in that? Yeah, and he was loved by his community. He was mm-hmm. a contributing member of community. He volunteered for his local churches, uh, yeah. sport, uh, school, sporting events, all that kind of he stuff. He played baseball. He was good. And- yeah, he was a very talented uh, kid on his own. Like yeah. he, he, he even like had like a little workshop where he worked on building PCs and stuff. Like this is not a kid who's like just fucking around, like doing like smoking weed and fucking getting in trouble. And the thing is, a lot of this is also brought on through fear mongering through the media because yeah. obviously, whenever Trump was coming, um, like during his presidency, right, or or just even when he was running for president, mm-hmm. he kept spreading this narrative of like Mexico is not sending their best and their brightest; they're yeah. sending like violent gang members and shit like that. Like, yes, we're some, all rapists. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. Yes, some bad people go through the border. Yeah. But you're you tell, you're telling me the mass majority like all of them are coming here for gang violence and to just fucking funnel drugs through the system and like they're here to fucking rape your precious commodity of white women like no that's not how that works yeah we take them like we don't have to rape them yeah (laughs) they love us (laughs) joe's a prime example yeah i got a white woman yeah she loves me and i take care of her see i'm a little different i'm trying to keep the bloodline pure um (laughs) (laughs) we got a mix huh we gotta uh you know Get the white out of here. We ah. have to outbreed it. I'm trying to keep that indigenous <laughs> blood alive. It's still alive. I know. Yeah. It'll be passed on. It's just going to be watered down. It's kind of like when you only have one uh. scoop of, like, Nesquik and a big glass of milk. <laughs> I'm going for the full fucking, like, I'm going for the big spoon. You're going to follow me up with the diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note, I have diabetes. That was great. We're working learn. on that. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got but, him drinking kale shakes. Don't worry. <laughs> That's probably what I had to fucking drink too. Um, They're not that bad. I mean, just you can flavor them up with a little fruit. natural sugar is fine. Like, yeah, like some apples yeah. and stuff. I just have to eat a lot more vegetables. Anyways, get some green. <laughs> get some green machine. Yeah, but um, yeah. Just going back to the whole like the Colombian family. It's just like it's ridiculous that the government is just like oh well no. Even though, like they said on there, like, we've lived here, we bought a house, we have stable jobs, we're contributing to the community, and they're stable jobs. The father is a janitor, and the mom cleans, like, uh, some sort of, like, motorsport uh, store. Yeah. Those are their fucking jobs. And they used to have, like... He worked for, like, the government or something, right? Or for the bank? I think he worked for City Hall. Yeah, and then the cartels came and... Or, they, they wanted him to reallocate money to them. Yeah, but they want to give him, a, like, a thing to do it. Like, he was literally telling them, like, tell me where you want me to put it. Make something up on the spot, and I will do it for you. You just have to tell me. Yeah. He was still trying to keep that little bit of integrity in his job. And he was like, I can't write it in because if I do it... I'll lose my job and my family will, you know, suffer and I won't be able to do this for you. Yeah. He tried to reason with them, but then they were like, okay. And they left. And then they started sending all the death threats saying they're going to take the oldest son and kill him when he was a baby. And it was ridiculous. And then that ties in later when uh, they're interviewing the oldest son Mm -hmm. and he starts breaking down because he's like, he feels it's his fault that his family's going through this because they had to leave because they were threatening him. And he just starts breaking down, crying. He's like, "I don't do this, but it's just I can't feel." But that that you know, part that, that I'm at fault. 
There's also a part there. Uh, there's a there's a part with that family that that um, it's a little interesting dynamic there where um, basically uh, he, he was having a conversation with his parents and he was mm-hmm. saying like how his parents like you know like y'all managed to like get a house in the states and this yep. and that and and you know th- this father was basically explaining like well this is a thing that isn't done through pr- privilege but it's done through hard work. And you like the only way you can get here is by you know being um, ambitious, right? Yeah. Which that's the part that kind of pissed me off about the parents. Yeah, because it was just ridiculous. It was like, oh, other people, you know, they don't want to, they don't try to get out of that situation of poverty. They don't have ambition. That was the whole thing they kept saying: ambition. They don't have the ambition. And the son lays it out to them. He like the son calls him out. I'm yeah. happy that he did. He's like. You were blessed with having a full education in Colombia mm-hmm. and having a good job in Colombia where you could save up money. A lot <laughs> of these other countries, I mean, you don't have that same situation. You had to, you know, they couldn't go to school because they had to work some shitty ass like farm job or yeah. picking up trash to get a few pesos. They didn't have enough money to go to school. No education. They're coming up here because life would be better for them, even without that education. Yeah. And then they're blaming. I felt that they were blaming people for their situation. And that's what the son was saying too. Is like, you can't blame them for being in the situation. They don't have the means that you do to get out of that. Situation. Yeah. Some people come over here, not with that well educated. All they yeah. know is hard work, but it doesn't mean that they know mm-hmm. like every step that is to get a house or manage to get by. Yeah. Like, um, cause and then even with the education, sorry, it's, it's like, um, like my mom, she was going to in Mexico. She was, um, you know, she finished, you know, secondary or whatever it is for like high school, the equivalent over here, and she was going to like a technical college, pretty much for nursing. Yeah, and she was getting pretty far into it, but then she met my dad, and they decided to move to America. That's where she fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that's where she fucked up. <laughs> no, I mean, she yes. did. I mean, she had she had great children, and yeah. you know, she's a hard working like woman. Yeah, but I mean, like that's not the only that's not the only person in her family that went through something similar. You know, the same thing um, happened with our um, our other Dia, our our um, our Dia in Texas. Mm. Uh, before she got married to our uncle uh, in Mexico, she was studying to be a lawyer. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, she was going to school for like, 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 um, like basically being like um, a, a paralegal or yeah. lawyer or something like that. And the thing was, but what's the point if you're not going to make any fucking money? And also because of you know she um, she's handicapped. Yeah, um, it was going to be like difficult for her like and, over there. So yeah. and but, the thing too is like, yeah, they had this education, but when they come up here, it means shit. It doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah, like. Yeah, my mom has an education, but she can't put it on paper saying like, oh, this is technically high school because the United States really doesn't recognize it as education. Yeah. The little bit of like college that she did, they don't recognize it. So she, my mom did decide to go back to school to finish up being a nurse. She would have to get her GED first and then go to college and start all over again, which is like ridiculous. Some of it, it, it's, that's the thing that pissed me off is like some people do have the education but it's just the situation you're in, sometimes it can't be helped. You are kept down by the system. The system does keep people down. It's just not people being... There's people out there that are lazy. Yeah, well, but, here, here, yeah. here's one thing. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to break it down for everybody. Mm. And I'm going to break it down. All right. Now, 
we have had an immigration reform problem since back from, well actually no as far as back as reagan mm -hmm. and why is it since like 1983 or six i forgot what when reagan was in office why have we not figured out anything with immigration reform like why don't why haven't we been able to solve anything right well let me break it down with y'all anybody who knows anything about how the u.s economy functions will tell you that the majority the the main reason of why we haven't figured out immigration reform is because america takes advantage of exploiting workers yep because what would happen if every person who would come from a different country come over here and get residency well one they would fill up all these jobs that you need for from everything from agriculture to construction to like even like jobs like engineering and shit like that because you know you do have people that are going to come over here with yeah. that with like those kind of talents everything from knowing how to like operate a machine to fixing a machine mm -hmm. to you know obviously making food picking the food transporting the food all that stuff cleaning your fucking house what happens yeah. if all those people become legal residents well guess what they know their worth Mm -hmm. and they're going to unionize and that's what america doesn't want yep. america doesn't want the worker to unionize they want to fucking leech them of every little bit of hours that they got into the workforce mm -hmm. while giving them the minimal amount of pay the minimal amount of benefits the minimal amount of anything i mean what happened to all these jobs back in the day where the people could like um retire at a at a relatively young age with a pension waiting for them at the end those pensions don't exist anymore mm -hmm. most people are surviving off the little bit of money that they have put away in their social security in their old age and even then it's barely enough to keep up with like the pharmaceutical needs that they need and i just let's not even get into that why is it that we have at constant advertising on u.s television for pharmaceuticals because we're the only country that does it if mm -hmm. people didn't realize that why because the America knows that you can make more money treating an illness than curing it. Yeah, it's and, it's it's like insulin. Mm -hmm. It's fucking expensive. Yeah. We have family members that pay out the ass for sometimes. Yeah. Um in other countries, it's like five, ten bucks for like your like monthly regimen of insulin. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because these companies they see like, oh, people need this to survive. Uh we're gonna charge them more. How many relatives do you know who talk about, oh, my teeth are fucked up. I'm going to go to Mexico to get them fixed. Yeah. And they get them fucking fixed perfect. People people think like, oh, you're going to a doctor in Mexico? What, what are they going to do? They're going to knock out your teeth with a fucking donkey? He's just going to back kick you and just knock yeah. them out? Like, no. There's fucking legitimate doctors and surgeons yeah. that live in Mexico that operate like professional like businesses, like yeah. offices. And we guess what? We just don't what? charge you out the ass. Yeah. Yeah. But over here... Insurance has always been a fucking scam. Yeah. It's been a scam since the very beginning. What's the deal with immigration reform? <laughs> Jesus. I thought you didn't <laughs> want to use the soundboard so much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I just said fuck it. Yeah. All right. But, but yeah, immigration reform has always been a, like, a big thing. It's been a big fucking thing in yeah. fucking media for the longest time and everything. And you have a lot of people who'll say, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna fix 
um, we're going to fix this. We're going to fix the problem that we have at the border, yeah, yeah. right? But it's not even a problem we have at just at the border specifically. Mm-hmm. Like this documentary does talk about, you have a lot of people who came here from countries overseas seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. The other case, uh, we did mention a little bit about the one with the case of the African father who basically was going to... You know, he was fucking murdered if he goes back. Yeah, he gets murdered uh, if he goes back. But the other one was the one of um, the um, uh, the guy who was originally from Laos. Yeah, I saw that. That that guy, poor guy. Yeah, poor, poor dude. Fucking so his man. story is a little bit different. So mm-hmm. he essentially lived in Laos, and at the time, this Laos was in. Uh, Laos was a war zone. Yeah. Now, Laos is located right next to Vietnam, I believe. Yeah, so Laos was in a constant state of war because it trickled off of the Vietnam War. Yeah, they and, were on the side of the U.S. Yeah, but they never stopped fighting. Mm-hmm. It was just constant civil war and fighting and everything, and it just made, it was, um, uh, it, but it was, it was communism. Yeah, and and, and yeah. The, the guy whose um, case this is essentially his father was a part of the Vietnamese army, mm-hmm. and he knew not the Vietnamese army. He was part of the Laos army fighting the Vietnamese. Right, he did his time as a soldier, and yep. after the fact, he knew that Laos is not going to be able to be a sustainable place for his family to live. So he they ended up seeking asylum in the U.S. and they got through. Well, you're you're skipping a whole big part of that. What? Remember, he was um. After uh, the military, he he became like a dissenter. Like mm-hmm. he was, you know, speaking out against the government, and they arrested him and threw him in like a, a like a political like prison. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And his father fucking escaped, mm. grabbed his family, and went to fucking America. Yeah, yeah, because it was like I can't be here. <laughs> My family's gonna fucking die. I'm gonna fucking die. So while they were yeah. living in America, they were able to seek asylum. Of course, him mm-hmm. and all his brothers, and they were able to live pretty much the American lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you if you see this guy, he'll tell you like America's all I know. Yeah, he's like I love barbecue. I love football. I love my family. I love going to church. Yeah. But what happened was. Once he became an adult, you know, being a young adult, all of us make dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. We make stupid life choices. We're all capable of making these mistakes. Yeah. He got involved with um, drugs, specifically selling them. Yeah. He and, sold a lot of, uh, he talked about he sold meth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, well, ultimately, he ended up having to pay the price. He got caught. He got arrested. And then when it was due for him to... Um, I guess go to the ICE offices. Mm-hmm. There was a good chance that he was going to get deported, and but ultimately they said that he was up for deportation because basically he, uh, there was a zero tolerance. Yeah, if you commit a felony or anything, uh, you get kicked out of the country, and you don't even get the ten year thing, like yeah. the ten year ban. You just you can't do it anymore. Yeah, it was a zero tolerance tolerance rule. Yeah. But the thing is this. He understood that what he did was wrong. He obviously he's a man devoted to his church. He's devoted mm-hmm. into like working. And for a while, because he wasn't able to get his status renewed, he had to go without work. Yeah. Which meant he was stuck at home with his like newly born child mm-hmm. and his his wife having to like pick up the slack in the household, which made him feel like obviously a certain type of way about it, you know? And it's, it's demoralizing when you know that like you can't do much for your family, Mm -hmm. for any man um, who has ever had dealt with like the sting of it is the sting of like being, 
like unemployed. Yeah. With, like, when COVID happened, I had two instances where I was unemployed and it was only for like a few months. That shit fucking sucked. I can't imagine going like he, I think he was like a year in not yeah. working. That's fucking like, that, that will tear you up. For most, for most people, that's a fucking death sentence, man. Yeah. Like I'm not working for a year. The longest I've ever gone without working was like a week. Mm-hmm. Like, like that happened to me during COVID as well. I was laid off for one of my jobs because there was no work. Yeah. And one day we come into work and they said, well, we're going to have to let some people go. They basically gave me like a week notice. Like, look, you can finish up these like jobs for the week. Yeah. But after this, like we can't afford to keep you on the cruise anymore. So I had a fucking like, I mean, yeah, like I had to rush to figure something out. Luckily, I was able to land back on my feet like shortly after Mm -hmm. I only went. I was only out of work for like about a week before I, I landed a new job. But when you're when you're status as a U as a U.S. citizen or resident is up for debate. You can't get a job at you, don't all. Get, you can't get a work permit. You can't do anything. And if you do work, it's under the table and that'll completely just your chances of getting citizenship goes away because that's illegal. Yeah. And like just the, whole, was- just the whole thing with the guy, like the way he was explaining it to everyone, like he was, um, I mean, he was at the end of his rope. He was like, yeah, whatever fucking happens, happens. Like if they, he put on his paperwork, like, Yes, I want to go back to Laos. So, because that way he doesn't get detained. If he does get detained, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be held for fucking forever or longer than that. Which actually makes me think of going back to the other one where we're talking about the the the, the father who mm-hmm. had escaped from Africa yeah, yeah. when he was detained. His date came up to where they were going to put him on the plane, mm-hmm. and he actively fought the police. Yeah. In order to not be put on that plane, and he was stayed in a detention center for a year. Yeah. Well, he, he let let's clear it up. He didn't fight the police because then if he they just did refused. That, yeah, he just refused. And in the U.S., uh, they won't let you on a flight. Like they legally can't let you on the flight if you are phys- like be if you're refusing to go on the flight. Mm-hmm. They will not put you on the flight, no matter if ICE is there, no matter if the police are there. Yeah, if, if, I, you're, if you're over there screaming, I'm not getting on this flight. I'm not getting on this flight. Guess what? You're not getting on the flight. Oh, yeah. 100%. Look, if I'm getting detained and they're telling me, hey, we're going to send you back to this country where there's a good chance that you're probably going to die, you better believe I'm going to be throwing poop at the walls. Like, yeah. You ain't going to fucking put me on no goddamn plan. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights. myself. I'm afraid of heights anyways. <laughs> like, I ain't getting on that. Yeah, I'll like, piss I'd be on like, myself, shit on myself, make myself throw up. I'd make it hard for them. I'd yeah. be like, if you want to send me back to Africa, it's got to be on a bus. Yeah. You got to better find a bus that can go across water. You're carrying me on your fucking back, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, but also, I'm afraid of deep water, too. So you're really fucked there. Yeah. So unless they build a land bridge, like, we ain't, fuck, I ain't fucking yeah. going nowhere. But yeah, it was like, it just, God, that. Just the ending of that fucking show. Like, we were talking about it before. She she does that whole speech of like, you know, you know the 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 daughter of the the African immigrant, mm-hmm. right? like the whole like you know is like this is you know, all this is just a show to you. This is you know my life, but to you, like the end is you know you can turn it off. You don't have to worry about it anymore. You can just be like this is just a documentary and yep. it's sad, but what can I do? And the truth is. Sometimes it feels like that. It feels yeah. like what can you do? Because the thing is, yes, you can rally up people you can protest you can do what you want to but until we have people in power that can actually like propel us uh, forward and help us i know right now there's a big talk in texas because everyone's championing after um, uh beto o'rourke 
Yeah. Yes. I, I'm I'm actually a champion for him. He ran when I was there, uh, living in Houston. Mm-hmm. And I guess he was still trying to feel out the situation. Yeah. And he, I mean, he didn't fucking win. Abbott won. That yeah. guy's a fucking piece of shit. Fucking Abbott. Yeah, guy, I've, heard, I've heard some bad things about him. No, like the whole thing of like uh, when the Uvalde shooting happened, he was like, he pretty much said, well, at least it was only 18 kids. Like, are you fucking serious, dude? <laughs> what the fuck? He said that shit. He was like, at least it was only 18 kids. At least it wasn't more. Like, at least? It should have been none of them, dude. And, yeah. Just living his fucking life. Doing whatever. Meanwhile, you know, that should happen. Yeah. He like, again, if we want to get a little political on that, I'm all for, you know, I'm all for guns. I'm all for your Second Amendment. But we don't need... We don't need that many fucking guns, guys. Uh, no, like, <laughs> nothing beats that moment where he's like, I don't know what's so fucking funny that you're laughing yeah. over there. Like, I was like, that guy was fucking laughing. I was like, yeah. uh, that's what we need. We need a man with balls, but also one who is sane. Because, yeah. yes, Trump was a fucking madman, and he did not give a shit about what he said. But at the same time, you don't want somebody who's borderline, like, with dementia. Trump yeah. was a fucking, like, he was a fucking sociopath. He was, he was a fucking psychotic motherfucker. And yeah. we... The people in the United States voted the son of a bitch in the office. Like, I know there's a rule. Like, you have to be at least, what, you have to at least be 35? You have to be 35. You can't have any felonies. You have to, and the other thing is you have to have, like, a certain amount of millions of fucking dollars backing you Mm -hmm. to even run. Yeah. And you have to meet goals for every, like, uh, there's milestones in in the campaign. You have to meet a certain amount of money to even run for presidency. Yeah. So if you don't make that money, you're out. And it's ridiculous. Like, that's not how it should be. I think the presidential can- uh, candidates also... I think there needs to be a cap on age as well. Because some of these fuckers yes. are getting... Biden's the oldest president that we've ever had. And this man can barely talk. Trump is... He's younger, actually. What, like a fucking year younger? He's yes. not that much Yeah, younger. but still, <laughs> these are still two old, decrepit fucks that are running the fucking country. And they don't know what the fuck they're even doing. Trump, obviously, there's reasons to hate him. Yes. But, there's all, but I mean, I'm not going to champion after Biden as well. Because the thing is, like, he... He's been fucking up. He's been fucking up hard. Yeah. All right? Like, it, I mean, that's the fucking truth. He's been just fucking up. And it's ridiculous. Yeah, you can't even see like what the fuck he's like saying half the time when he's like up there making a fucking speech. Of my yeah. fellow Jamaicans, <laughs> <laughs> and Jamaicans like yeah, man. <laughs> but like uh, uh, Vladimir Putin tank is invade <laughs> Optimus Prime. <Putty> like, <laughs> I ever showed you that video? It's the uh, video of uh, Kyle Dunnigan making fun of uh, Joe Biden's speech. No, where he makes like an impression where he's got like a awful face swap thing, oh, okay. and he's doing like a whole speech of like um, <laughs> he's making a whole speech, but it's so fucking bad yeah. it doesn't make any fucking sense. I'll look it up later, but yeah, the whole thing with Joe Biden too. Like, I mean, you know, I voted for the guy because he started spouting these things about you know he's gonna you know help immigrants out and do all this other shit. What has he fucking done? Not a lot. No, no, he hasn't done at all anything. He's made it a little bit worse. He's starting to build a wall again. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's using the guys like, oh, well, some parts of the wall, we're trying to build it around the areas where it's too dangerous. I'm like, people are going to get over it. Like, you're not going to stop anyone. If they have the will to cross the border in the most dangerous parts, they're going to do it. No matter if there's a fucking wall there. 
what you need to do is, you know, tell your fucking uh, border patrol agents to stop fucking being pieces of shit and help these people out instead of, you know, fucking chasing them off into the desert and scattering them and fucking killing them. I think if on the clip, hopefully it comes through. Correct. <laughs> My fellow geraniums, the president minister of Canada, Justy Trombone, has been killed by drugs. He'll be sorely missed. Jesus Not only Christ. was he the first black guy Pez minister, he was a great American. And also, also a, a great Muslim guy. Our farts and prayers Jesus go out Christ. to not, not, not our farts. Look, look, there's these trucks. They transform. First, I sent Vice Principal Canola hair up to the planet. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what you're hearing half the fucking yeah. time when he's talking. It's just... Man. It's just... We, ju- we just need to get a president that actually keeps their fucking promises. So yeah. we're never going to have a fucking president that does that. Yeah, no. I mean, things seemed like they were good under the Obama administration for a while. Because the thing was, he was a good... uh, Vice president. He was a good vice president. What? Biden. No, no, no. I'm talking about the... uh, I'm talking about it during the... uh, I'm talking about... um, um, Obama as a president, like he was a good representative of America. He, for once, it looked like we had somebody who oh, actually yeah. was fucking smart in office. But of course, every president does some questionable, sh- questionable shit. He yeah. signed off on fucking you know drone attacks, and a bunch of innocent people ended up dying. Yeah, you know? he's the one who started up like every, all these fucking rules. Like, well, did you know Obama? Yeah, we all fucking know that he started the the, the fucking detainment camps. Yeah, every known thing. Every fucking president like has done something very questionable. And the thing is, I've had this conversation before, you know, and I've um, I've had this conversation before where America really likes to stand on this high horse of patriotism, Mm -hmm. right? Where sometimes they're like, you can't question what America does because they will always say, well, other countries have done things worse. And it's like, well, one, that is not a good fucking excuse to be able to get away with doing terrible fucking things, yeah. you know? Because the thing is, the U.S. history books will always cover up the more heinous shit things that we have done mm-hmm. throughout history. Obviously, like when you're in school and you're studying U.S. history, you're going to learn more about the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, and World War One and Two. But they'll never bring up Vietnam. Yeah. Why won't they bring up Vietnam? Because we shouldn't have been in fucking Vietnam. Yeah, and They're we not gonna, technically lost. <laughs> yeah, and we're not going to talk about the invasion of Iraq during the Bush administration, mm-hmm. and we're not going to talk about the Japanese internment camps that we had uh, during the World War Two too, yeah. because uh, because again. This is shit that we were doing that we shouldn't have been fucking doing because yep. for somebody for a country that stands on this pedestal of of diplomacy and liberty and freedom, we seem to do a lot of fucking stuff. We seem to we we end up funding a lot of fucking wars that we don't find out about later on, you yep. know. And not to mention that the government's constantly been hiding shit, right? And not to and they they they've know they've been hiding shit. Yeah. And then pretty much, like, you know, with the government doing all this, like, and, uh, hidden and, war shit, they, uh, like, with Ukraine, that's a, it's just another, it's a, another proxy war with yeah. Russia. And let me also double down on one thing. Uh, I hate whenever I get into, like, this mode of, like, oh, yeah, America's done a, a lot of a bad shit, and mm-hmm. somebody ends up following up with, like, well, if you don't love America so much, then why are you here? I'm like... Because I love this country, but yeah. it doesn't mean I have to agree with everything this country has done. Yeah. The th- I want this country to be better. Mm-hmm. The same way how I know I do a lot of things for my health that are bad, but I want to do better. Yeah. So I will be active in doing something for my health. And the health of this nation needs to be healed. 
And the thing is, you need people who are willing to criticize the place that they live. The same way how people right now, because Russia is getting their ass kicked in Ukraine, mm-hmm. Putin's saying some crazy shit right now about fucking dropping some nukes, and people are fucking leaving. Yeah. He started a fucking draft, and people are fighting back. They don't want anything to do yeah, with Putin's uh, fucking war. Like, every single plane. <laughs> uh, my buddy was talking about this morning. He was like, if you look at a flight map out of, like, Russia, <laughs> there's so many planes leaving. Time there's, to cash in those Delta Air Miles. Yeah, uh, people are going to, like, uh, all the, like, uh, to Georgia, like, the country Georgia, uh, Belarus, uh, just all these little side countries. Fucking, uh, what's it called? Uh, starts with an M. Mongolia. They're going to all these places where they don't need a visa to get in. And it's like miles and miles of cars lined up waiting to get through the border. I would go as far as possible, dude. You'd, you'd find my ass in Australia. Go mm-hmm. eat some Vegemite. <laughs> uh, like, Vegemite. Ugh. I kind of want, want to taste what it, I want to know you what never it had tastes it? like. never had it. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> really? What, it, what is it supposed to be? It's it's like a yeast spread. Yeah. And it, it looks like fucking tar. <laughs> Have you seen that video where they make a, they make a mock-up of... Um, of the new of the new uh, uh was it uh king charles where he's like doing a speech and he's just like now that my mother has passed yeah. i want you to know that fucking charlie's in charge yeah charlie's I'm- in charge these american cunts <laughs> have been free for far too long <laughs> australia We're taking it back <laughs> australia you're gonna be a fucking prison uh place again india you're fine we don't want you fuck uh, we don't want your shit country anyways like <laughs> yeah it's, fucking it's so fucking stupid it's anyways <laughs> anyways we're ranting yeah. um I want to go back to the like the like the whole Colombian family thing. Yeah. Um, like yeah, the parents saying that like it's kind of like shut the fuck up. Like what are y'all talking about? This is ridiculous that you think this, and they don't see. It's like they don't see any injustice in what's happening. They talk about it, but then they turn around and talk about like no, America's the best place ever. There's nothing wrong with America, and it's kind of like. Are you well, sure? Well, I think it's one of those things where like they came here chasing the American dream and they quickly were indoctrinated by America telling yeah. you like we're the greatest like USA number 1. And yeah. again, I'm I will be the first one to tell you. I think America is fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love living here. I love this goddamn country. But it does not mean that we don't do bad shit. Yeah, I'm not we- blind to the like the bullshit. Yeah, it's people who are just like, nah, America doesn't do shit. Shoot off fireworks, 4th of July, woo! Yeah, like, America has had problems with a lot of fucking things. Like, look, jump on the fucking news. Every day, it's a new fucking school shooting. Mm -hmm. It's people going fucking missing. Uh, uh, because obviously human trafficking has been a thing that's been sweeping through the, like every fucking country. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have corrupt politicians constantly getting caught, fucking uh, like Hollywood hiding pedophiles mm-hmm. fucking everywhere. Uh, obviously, there's no real gun reform happening. There's no immigration reform happening. Um, the fucking price of living has gone up. The price mm-hmm. of food has gone up. Uh, the price of down. gas, the price yeah. of gas is up. Uh, and apparently they're saying there's not enough fucking uh, um, water. Uh, no, uh, apparently the people have been saying there's not a fucking job. So no, there's jobs out there. There's yeah. just jobs that won't fucking pay you a fair r- wage. I don't even want to get started on the whole wage thing right now because the thing is that's been an ongoing thing mm-hmm. in our city specifically because yeah. I've been seeing a lot of like I'm not going to name any companies of course because obviously I don't want any trouble. Um, <laughs> But because I'm I'm not gonna reveal where the fuck I work at or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because for that's, all you know, all of our 
thousands of fans to storm it. You know? Yeah, but a majority, <laughs> majority of these companies are trying to are coming in from different states. Yeah, uh, they're coming to Georgia because of how much lower uh, the the tax breaks they will receive. But also, Georgia will also give you money for bringing a business here. Yep. On top of that, and then when they get over here, they're like, well, since the cost of living over here is a lot like cheaper than it is, I guess, in California or Texas or mm-hmm. wherever the fuck they're from, Seattle, whatever, uh, we're gonna make the wages super low, and we should make a fucking killer profit, even though they're obviously most of these fucking multi million dollar companies are making like like millions upon billions of dollars in revenue mm-hmm. but they're trying to pay you like i don't give a fuck what anybody says 15 dollars an hour is the new minimum wage yeah you you can get paid 15 fucking dollars an hour at mcdonald's and you're telling me for a machine operating job you're paying the exact same wage mm-hmm. why the fuck would i do that yeah why would i fucking do that at least if i work at mcdonald's i'll get free food yeah yeah and I more than likely they'll probably work with your hours a lot better too yeah. than most of these companies. And they'll pay for senior college. Yeah, you just have to sell your soul to McDonald's, but you know. <laughs> and they're trying to strip you of any kind of good benefits that they can give you. Mm-hmm. Most of these fucking jobs give you shit insurance. Yeah, it's that's a whole another thing. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. In the cusp of all of this that's going on, right? Mm-hmm. There's still people who want to come live here. Yeah. Who want to work over here. Because it's still better. Make it, it's still better. Yeah. You well, know, I'd rather live here. And if, if I was an immigrant, I would rather risk it to come here to work some minimum wage fucking job, hoping that I get citizenship, than stay where I'm at and possibly fucking get murdered for no reason. Now, here's, here's an interesting thing that I wanted to share. So... I know a lot of people are always say, well, we can't let all the immigrants in because then fucking America would be too crowded. There's really? plenty of space. Really? Yeah. Did you know, and this is real, if you would take every human person, the whole population of the world, and put them shoulder to shoulder, all those people would only fill up the state of California. And you're telling me there's not enough space? Mm-hmm. And not everyone in the fucking world is going to move into one location. Yeah. But still, if you did, if you managed to move every single fucking person, if you if every person abandoned every other fucking place and they all moved into America, oh, they would fit. Yeah, it would be crowded as fuck everywhere, but they would fit. And then the other crazy thing, thinking about too, like um, that with immigration, even for the homeless population, there are enough abandoned houses in the U.S. to house every single homeless person here. Yeah. And then still have extra houses still. Mm-hmm. But you know, fuck them. But you know, nobody, nobody's really paying attention. Yeah. No one's paying attention that Airbnb and Zillow are buying up properties and they're fucking fixing them up and remarking them for higher prices. And that's why we have a fucking housing crisis. But I'm not going to talk about that. Yeah, we're not going to talk or about corporations that. Uh, buying out apartment complex complexes and fucking raising the rent on that. The apartment that we used to live in in town, mm-hmm. uh, we were paying around eight hundred dollars when we left. Our neighbor overheard them talking about it. They're going to raise it up to fourteen thousand or fourteen hundred, mm. just because they cleaned the floors up. They resanded the floors and resurfaced them. Oh wow! And it raised the price that much, and people are going to rent it out because it's in you know it's in downtown, and you know it's close to a bunch of shit. You can walk to places. Yeah, these- but the house it didn't have it didn't have AC. It didn't have heat. 
we had to buy space heaters and in the lease agreement too they have a thing that says you can't have space heaters how the fuck am i supposed to stay warm in the winter <laughs> i remember uh, one apartment that we lived in it was a it was a decent apartment right but we ended up getting a puppy and the puppy ended up like mm-hmm. destroying a little bit of the floor I right you telling me about that and we yeah. and we're like fuck they're going to charge us they're going to probably take a, a chunk of money away from our security deposit right mm-hmm. We looked up how much it cost to replace that exact floor panel, right? And that floor that f- floor paneling was no lie, like a dollar fifty per square foot. Mm-hmm. All right, so more than likely it would probably cost them about like twenty bucks to replace the ones that are damaged, right? They took our security deposit and they charged us two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, after the fact. For us, we had to um, our security deposit because. The lady that came to check on the house said that there was cobwebs in the corners and the oven was dirty. They took half our security deposit (laughs) because they had to pay a cleaner to come out and clean the place. I was like, what? Yeah. And like if she would, she didn't even tell me we, it wasn't until after we left and everything. She was like, okay, well, here's what we need to do. And I mean, I should have fucking asked her and been like, what the fuck? Like, what's wrong with the house or whatever? But, yeah. you know, I was in a hurry. It took her fucking forever to get there. She was late. Yeah. Um, it's a certain company here uh, in Georgia. It's, pro- it's it's all over the place. But it starts with an N, ends with an N, and they fucking suck. Never buy a house or rent from them. You rented from Nine Inch Nails? Yes. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I'll, I'll write it out for you. That no, no, no. I already know who you're talking about. Yeah, with the yellow sign. Yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys. They never answered the phone. Never answered emails. It was we had a leak in the bathroom. The floor in the bathroom behind the to- uh, the toilet was rotted out because it was a leak that they never fixed for like six months while we lived there. And I tried to like you know see if I can do something with it, and yeah. I, I hate whenever you're trying to look for a place to live and they're like the worst communicators possible. Mm-hmm. You could literally like, I think one time we asked that company specifically, Hey, is this place still available? And they replied to the email. Yeah. Like Y E A no H. Yeah. And we're like, can we get some more info on it? No reply after that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. And- the only reason we got to see the place that we looked at was because it came on the market that day. We called up the place, asked them how much it was, told them we had the money, we wanted to go see it. The only reason we were able to go see it is because it had one of those lock keys that you put in the code and it drops a key out for you. Mm, the little like lockbox thing? Yeah. yeah That's yeah. the only reason we were able to go see it that day. And then that night, we emailed them, hey, we want to get the house. Here's our application and everything. And we followed up every day for like a week. And they finally answered us back, and they're like, oh, we have a few offers on this place, but uh, since you were first, we'll give it to you. It was like, what? <laughs> like, lady, we if you would have, like, we would have had this done deal on day fucking one. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned that. We actually went to a house just like that, right? That, yeah. that had, like, the little, like, lockbox thing that mm-hmm. you can, like, you know, put in the code, and you, you get, like, an hour to check out the place, whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, you don't need the hour. You can get it done in, like, 20 minutes or yeah. whatever. But um, oh no, we took the full. Hour. We we found this specific house, um, right? 
that was up on the market last year, mm-hmm. like for rent, right? And we ultimately didn't end up taking it because we were like, it's way too far from our jobs. It's gonna take, it's gonna make our commute way longer, mm-hmm. and the rent is a lot higher. It's just really unaffordable for us. So we ultimately did ended up taking it, and we just ended up like um, renewing our um, our lease for another year. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's funny. Uh, one of my friends from work. Recent was just like, oh, yeah, I'm thinking about moving. I found this place. What do you think of it? I was like, I've been to that house. I've been there last year. I was like, what? Really? I was like, yeah, because I'm pretty sure that house has been up for rent for a long time, but nobody can seem to get a hold of anybody Jesus. to even fucking get the fucking place to like live in. Yeah. Which is like, great. Like you, you have these houses just laying there barren mm-hmm. and nobody can even get a hold of them. Even the, the rent is unaffordable and people still want them and they're not even renting them Yeah. on top of that. It's just ridiculous. Um, I remember, I remember back in 2013, yeah, 2013 or 2014. I don't remember what exact year it was, but it was the year that I started dating my wife. Right, we're 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 a new couple, and we're like, let's get our first. Let's let's finally move out. Let's take that big step, and we do that. The first apartment that we had was a one bedroom apartment. I guess it's a small apartment, but it was cozy, and it was just two of us. So we were more than happy to have this place. Yeah, our starting rent at that time. In 2013, it was 750. Now that same apartment, we looked it up. We found that we found the same apartment, mm-hmm. the same complex. Because now it's it's been like remodeled. It, it's been remodeled, and then the company that used to own it sold it to a new company. Mm-hmm. That new company went under and sold it again, and so they it's been remodeled two times over. Yeah. Now that same one bedroom is is thirteen hundred dollars. Was it those colorful little townhomes? No, I'm talking about the first apartment. You like remember when you came back from California to visit? Oh, and you lived down that Atlanta Highway. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Those apartments right there, thirteen hundred. Okay. Jesus. Yeah, the first apartment I got over in Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, Houston living uh, cost of living is actually a lot lower over there, but they don't pay you shit. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the trade off. Um, it was starting like six six fifteen. With me and my wife working, we were barely scraping by. And I was working two jobs. And it was ridiculous. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why we left. Because it was like, we're not, we're not getting anywhere here. Because in Houston, like here, it's fine. There's not a lot of people as much as over there. But in Houston, there is always someone that can replace you immediately. And they use that to their advantage. I mean, that's the... that's. I think that's just the thing that comes when working in a major city. Yeah. It's no different in Atlanta. Yeah. I, there's people who work at my company. And the, and for context, we live... 70 miles from Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. So it's about, like, what, like a 45-minute to an hour drive from yep. Atlanta? She, I uh, I have a coworker who drives from Atlanta just for just to get to work. Jesus. Yeah, we and, have a coworker and, that and they're that, plan- And they're planning on moving down here and... Yes, the rent over here is te- is technically a lot cheaper than it is in mm-hmm. Atlanta, but it's still fucking expensive. Yeah. It's still fucking expensive. Like it doesn't make sense how people like the average working class person can even manage. Like I'm 
uh, I'm newly married. Like mm-hmm. we've been married for about a year, right? So obviously, the, know, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, you you've only been married for like what a year longer than I have? No, three years. Three, three years. years next week on oh, the twenty eighth. Yeah. yeah, I guess. That, uh, and damn, time fucking flies, dog. Yeah, it's been three it, fucking years. It dude. literally feels like you were like, like last year. Like last year, you yeah. were like rooming with me coming back from Houston, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, that's fucking wild. Um, but anyways. We, of course, are in the steps of, you know, fixing up our credit so we can get a mortgage. Yeah. Right now, just with our income alone, we could probably get a mortgage for like $100,000. That can't buy you shit. Mm-mm. Now, think about think about that. $100,000 is not enough for a home. Like, like, you know how much a brand new mobile home is going for now? Yeah, they're pricey. A hundred, a hundred and twenty thousand dollars. We can't even afford a fucking mobile home. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like um, we lucked out with this fucking place. Like it was on the market for so long. I saw it when we first started looking at homes. I saw it on the market, and it was a little higher than what it was when we got it. And I told Hannah, I was like, "Hey, we should go check this place out." And what deterred her was the house is old. It's an older house. It's from like the seventies. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we, we we came to look at it afterwards, and we're like, yeah, this house needs a lot of updating. But, I mean, we're still working on it, but we've done the bare minimum of, like, painting the walls. We still have some spots to paint. Uh, took out some wallpaper. Uh, recarpeted the floors and got, like, the the those, like, panels that, like, stick, the, like, slide together from mm-hmm. the, the planks. Yeah. The vinyl planks. Um. House looks brand fucking like it looks so much better than what it was. Yeah, yeah. We still have to do the trim, yeah, because there's fucking like you can see into the fucking wall, but that could be done pretty quick. Yeah, uh, we, we have family. We, we we have family that can help you with that too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and we just have, just haven't had the time, or you know, we've been saving. Like for this other house things. has tons of potential. Yeah, it has tons of potential. We have so much we want to do with this house, but again, I I keep telling uh, my wife is like we have like I know there's a few things I want to do like immediately. Yes. But for the big projects, like putting up a privacy fence, fixing up the lawn, doing some other shit with the walls, other like all the big projects that take like some construction, we have the time. This is our home. We're not renting anymore. Yeah, we're paying a mortgage, but at least some money's going somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like, I I was so fucking tired with paying rent. We're way off topic. <laughs> Oh, hundred percent. But yeah. I mean, that's just the nature. This is the shit yeah. that keeps us up at night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. And then this, it's the like to tie it back to immigration. Rent is such a big thing. Like that. Um, the Colombian family was talking about is like, oh, we bought a house and we're you know we own something. But there's other people out there who are like, why should I buy a house? There's no reason I should buy a home. And they're like, well, they just don't have any ambition to you know move forward in life. It's like no, because sometimes they're not as lucky as you, like. They don't yeah. have the credit. They don't have the money. They don't have the savings. Yeah. Because they're living paycheck to paycheck. Whereas you aren't. Surprisingly with the jobs that you have. And then they were, like they said, they were approved for like a half a million dollar like home loan. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Like the 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 privilege. The, they were talking so much out of their ass at that point. I was like, this is fucking stupid. This the overprivileged fucks. Yeah. I feel, still feel bad for them because, like, yeah, you're privileged, but you still had to go through the same struggle. And then what was it? The 
the dad got deported or he was going to get deported, but they released mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I think so. No, the dad did get deported. Did he? Yeah, he got deported. Uh, so the rest of the family was waiting to hear what's going to happen to them. And yeah, like it, it, that's terrible. Like I feel for the guy. Like yeah, it's, it sucks. You're back in Colombia. Hopefully, nothing happens to the guy. But yeah, it's just that whole thing. And then people the, don't realize how dangerous this kind of shit is. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm going to share a little experience that happened to me. It's funny um, how crazy some people will go and how far some people will dig to get some information. To use that against your fucking family. Because, you know, these countries, not just will they threaten your life, but they will do whatever they can to extort you as well, Mm -hmm. right? This happened back when I was like, I want to say 16, Mm -hmm. right? I'd come home and my mom was like, you're not going to believe what just happened. I'm like, what happened? She's like, I just got a call from your aunts in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I was like, what's what what happened? She's like, well, they were calling asking about you. I'm like, why? And they're like, they just wanted to make sure you were okay. I was like, what happened? Well, they had gotten a call from somebody who is basically posing as in a like a fucking like border control immigration guy, mm-hmm. or whatever, saying that like we have your uh, nephew here at the border he was crossing to come visit y'all and we have him detained and his bail is this amount of money we need you to wire this money over or he's going to be locked up and they were like why would he come visit us without contacting us that doesn't sound like something he would do also why would you be detained at the border exactly yeah but this is how far yeah. they dug up my name mm-hmm. well i mean social media yeah. Yeah. They've I guess they found like through my social media they found out my name. My name to be fair is the exact same name as my father. I was named mm-hmm. through my father. Literally he's senior, I'm junior, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're able to gather up that much information and they somehow were able to link two and two together, get a contact with them and they were trying to extort them out of money. Yeah. They were trying to use fear tactics to do that. That's the kind of crazy fucking people that are down there mm-hmm. that are trying to do whatever they can to to do that. And not just that, but I mean, like, I've heard stories before in Mexico where, like, you better fucking come dressed correct. Mm-hmm. Don't be dressed up to the nines when you go over there because it's the first thing they're going to notice. They're going to yeah. notice is, like, this motherfucker's got money. Yeah. And like they're going to. When we would go to Mexico, we wear our old clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And wear old shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would leave whatever vehicle we drove over there with in Brownsville at my cousin's house. Mm hmm. And he had this old ass fucking Astro van that we would drive down there. And, uh, I mean, it was easy. Now (laughs) it's funny. Uh, my dad, he's, he's done a lot in his life. Um, but he has made some connections to the point where my dad, when they go to Mexico, they drive around in that fucking, uh, suburban, Mm -hmm. the all blacked out fucking suburban because they get permission to do it. Like my dad just lets them know like, Hey, we're coming down. These are our plates. Uh, tell your people that way they don't, you know, try to take my shit. And they're like, yeah. okay. And they'll go around. Like, what was it? My, the last time they went, my mom and my aunt were driving the fucking Suburban. You know my mom. She's like five foot nothing yeah. driving that big ass <laughs> thing in Mexico. And these people, like, just walk up to the car. And my mom rolls down the window. And 
I, I don't like I, my mom has some fucking hidden history. I think because uh, as soon as they saw her, they recognized her, and they're like, "Doña Carmen, cómo está?" <laughs> <laughs> they like bowed their heads to her and everything, and my mom's like, mm, "Just I'm here, just buying candies." <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Like, I mean, I'm, it's like it's not a. I'm not saying it because like I'm proud that my dad has these connections. It just makes traveling a lot easier. <laughs> Your mom rolls down the window and some little kid selling chicles runs up to her and throws her a package. <laughs> and she just like opens it up and it's just raw like like paste. Like, so, like, it's just paste, like cocaine paste. <laughs> you know, you still need to fucking like cut it and everything. And she's like, no, 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 it's not me. <laughs> but yeah, but Your mom then, was the mastermind this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has the fucking smarts for it. Uh, My dad was just the runner. <laughs> but no yeah like it's funny because like the um, like i like i joke about that but like i mean yo you know who used to give me the hardcore those vibes Mm. our fucking dia from florida remember she was covered in fucking gold Bro, no yeah those were real feelings she had fucking money buried everywhere like stacks upon stacks of money and she then she was all into like the fucking brujeria shit too yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, my mom talks about it. I was like, um, why is the every time she visits, she gives us gold, a lump of fucking money. Mm-hmm. She brings us back a fuck ton of shit. Apparently, I didn't know this, but, like, she owned, like, a whole fucking trailer park. Yeah. That trailer park that she, we would go visit. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that's why she was, like, constantly fucking moving from trailer to trailer. Like, yeah. she never really, she lived in that one trailer at the very end for the longest time, but then she just kept kind of hopping along yeah just to kind of throw people off but no she was super into that brujeria shit um mm-hmm. you know that big giant mirror that my mom has in the living room it's like super heavy it's it's like a like a gold frame mirror yeah it's yeah, like, yeah it's like a hundred fucking pounds she apparently like blessed and cured that mirror and and it's funny because like there was some bad blood in the family of course and she apparently, like, people were telling my mom, like, oh, she's over there, like, you know, trying to curse you and stuff. But, and, you know, it just doesn't seem to work on you for some reason. And my mom was like, oh, because she gave me that mirror. Because <laughs> <laughs> the mirror, like, in, in that the whole, like, belief, it's the mirror, if you put it at, you have to put a mirror. I still need to get one for the house, too. Uh, you put the mirror at facing the front door. So that way, if someone tries to come in to do harm to you or or has, like, bad intentions against you or just gives off bad energy they'll see their reflection and it uh it 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 either they can't come in or it stays outside and they don't bring that (laughs) shit into your home this is just making me think of fucking like what we do in the shadows just like invites me in yeah and it's like you can go in it's like you have to invite me you have to to invite (laughs) me in but no yeah i think it's just funny that like that shit happens Um, yeah like i mean that shit's there i like uh, i was Showing you the, I got a book about spells now, so yeah, I'm gonna start learning all that brujeria shit because it's just interesting. I want to learn more about it. Oh and, yeah, you know, I mean, I did see a di- if I can cure my diabetes. Sana 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 colita rana. Sina sana hoy sana mañana. Lightning crashes. He's <laughs> like, oh shit! The cat comes around the corner. <laughs> oh gosh, shake that off. <laughs> fucking lechusa outside just like yes <laughs> who who's that who's that motherfucker <laughs> but yeah it's just um 
I want to be a ghost in my grandchildren's like house, but I only, but instead of hearing like me like call their names and so, stuff, I, I will say something whenever they do something stupid, like they fuck something up. I'm Bendejo. like, Bendejo. <laughs> that's the other thing too like um it's it's watching this I, it's it sucks <laughs> i had an image of like that, like grandchild like looking at his outfit in the mirror and just being like <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked up <laughs> No, you're wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like watching the whole thing, like especially with the Hispanic families, um, they um they talk about it too. Like it's like you know this is this whole situation is terrible. It's awful. We wish you weren't in it, but we try not to let that control our lives. We still live our life day by day. The the dad was talking about it with his son. He's like, enjoy life. Enjoy your day. You, you love baseball, play baseball, enjoy what you do. You, mm-hmm. you mess with the computers, enjoy what you do. Don't let this just consume your life. And that optimism is what I feel brings a lot of people through that entire thing. Yeah. It's just like, uh, like the, the Luis guy, you know, he got fucking detained when he went to go see, he went to go drop off the boy to his mom at the ice detention center. And then he got detained. He got held for like what? Six months yeah. in a, in the detention center. And when he got out, he was still all smiles and happy because he's able to talk to her. He knows she's going to be coming back. And then when they get there, she has his baby. And, you know, their their status, their asylum status is still pending. Like, to this, I, I don't know if to this day, but at the end of the episode, it was like, yeah, the their asylum status, their asylum status is still pending, we'll, and they'll see what they have to do. Yeah. But it, they're still... Having fun. They're going to the park. They're taking the kids to the park. They're, mm-hmm. you know, being happy in the moment. And it's just. I always think great. back of like the uh, the case with like the Andranian guy. Like, um, was it Luis? And yeah. like, remember, he like, he, he just, he, he finally got to see his kid because she managed to make her way all the way back from Honduras yeah. back to America. And, you know, he's, he's having fun and being there like for yeah, her yeah. as a father and all that stuff. And I'm just like. Dude, like, that's some shit that some people in America don't even have, yeah. you know? Like, and you're telling me that this person shouldn't be allowed to live here? Mm-hmm. He can be a contributing person to society. Yeah. And But the thing is, like, no, you're just because they're not abiding by these fucking rules that are put in place, basically made this, uh, they're set up to make... They set you up for failure, yeah, a hundred percent of the time, because the chances of you getting in are are slim to none. Mm-hmm. Especially and, with all these new fucking laws, I don't see how they. That's another thing with Biden. Like he needs to start fucking repealing some of these bullshit laws that they passed the last fucking, uh, you know, presidency. Yeah, you know, some people it's, have the theory that he's already dead and he's just being like stringed around like a puppet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just watch the fucking. I, I want everyone, you know, the people that listen to this, watch watch it. Yeah. Learn a little something. And then afterwards, go research it a little more. I had a, a whole argument with one of my old bosses at the uh, the delivery company that I used to work at. He came in and he was like, well, you know, all these people that come over. He was that spouting that bullshit of, like, all these people that come over, like, you know, most of them don't even go to their, uh, to their you know, the, the mandatory, like, 
business they have to do to the ice facilities and stuff like that. It's like, okay, first of all, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. 98% of everyone that has to go to check in at the ice facilities, they go. That other 2% is a mixture of of Hispanics, Chinese, African, European, Canadian people that come over here. Those are the bad ones. It's just that. And not even the full 2%. Some of them just don't go because they're scared. And and some of them just don't go because, like, I mean, they're human. The human is to earth. They fucking forget because they have so much shit they're trying to do or they couldn't get off work. And then it's the whole thing of, you know, it, it, I mean, it's not the smart decision, but it's either, you know, some of these fucking bosses, they're like, oh, we know your status. So you either work or we get someone else to do your job and you don't have a job. Yeah. And these people are living paycheck to paycheck. They need that job. So they don't go. And that's, I, I made that as clear as I could without fucking grabbing this guy's fucking head and smashing him to the wall because the guy was a fucking prick anyways. Yeah. Um, and we just talked about that. And I was like, dude, you know, all these laws that the president that you voted for passed. Like, in, like, the first fucking months that he started his presidency, he was spouting this bullshit off, you know, when he was running. Mm-hmm. Like, all this stuff that's happened, yes, I agree with you. It happened through multiple, uh, you know, presidencies. It was Obama. It was Clinton. It was Bush. Uh, Reagan. It, it, it goes back super far. I understand that it just wasn't Trump. All I'm saying is he made it so much more harder. He made it so much more worse. It's just people are stupid and they're blind to it. And they're like, yeah, he's making America great again. He's these Mexicans and these people are taking our gerbs. And it's that whole South Park episode. They're coming here to yeah. take our gerbs. That's not fucking true. You go out there and work those fucking fields. You go pick those fucking, uh, like my mom, when she was fucking pregnant with my brother, Belon, mm-hmm. she was out there eight months, almost nine months pregnant, picking fucking like uh, strawberries. How yeah. low do strawberries grow? <laughs> yeah. And she's over there full, like, almost full term, bending over, carrying bushels of grapes in the hot-ass sun in Florida. And my brother was born in, in, in June. How fucking hot is it in June in Florida? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and it was down in, um, what is it, Fort Myers, Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, like, these people do not understand, like, the struggles that people went through. And that was my mom. She had a residency. She, she was able to have, like, she had a tax ID. She paid her taxes. She paid her debt to society, quote, unquote. The thing that's also odd stupid. is, like, you also run into these same people who are these hard right-leaning people who say that immigration is a problem, they're taking jobs and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But you also meet people who also are on that side mm-hmm. of the spectrum politically, but, like, but they'll also be the kind of people who be like, yeah, when it comes to these kind of jobs, I only hire Mexicans because they mm-hmm. work a lot harder. I'm like, okay. If you only hire Hispanic people, then why are you co like why are you co-signing this side of the political spectrum? Yeah. Is it just because you don't want to be outed by the people that you associate with? Yeah. And more than likely it's yeah, you you grow up with this narrative built in your head that you mm-hmm. have to be a part of a certain side or else you're going to be looked at as some kind of like you know, fucking like left wing liberal, like some left wing yeah. like pussy beta, like yeah. s- soy milk drinking asshole. Like, like no, that's not how that works. No, you don't get to pick and choose who gets to, uh, you know, live a good life just yeah. because of your political beliefs. 
the whole like that whole thing of people just hiring Hispanics or illegals, like going down the you know fucking the gas stations at Home Depot and picking up a few Mexicans to go build your fucking porch. Yeah. No. Like I would if like it sucks because like a lot of Hispanics do say like yeah it's work it's hard work I'd report him I would report him but that puts me and all these other guys out of work we cannot have money to make it by yeah and they're scared too and then other fuckers like I heard it's in like um more like suburban areas some of these right wing motherfuckers will hire a bunch of Hispanics to go work for them and then they say oh I'm gonna go you know we're gonna uh I'll pack all y'all in and we're going to go to the, the fucking like uh, ATM and I'll pull out money so I can pay y'all. And that way I can just pay on, drop y'all for wherever you go. Cool. These motherfuckers will drive into ice uh, facilities and these guys, like the Hispanic guys, they know what it is and they'll fucking bolt and they'll record them and be like, this is hilarious. And they'll be laughing and shit. Or they'll call ice while they're working and ice is there waiting for them and they all get loaded up after they've done the, full fucking days worth of work and then they get deported yeah it's just like have a fucking heart guys like it's it's i understand these are your beliefs you can have whatever belief you want whatever political religious spiritual belief you want but just understand that these people are human beings too they deserve what you deserve and i mean technically if we want to get into that we were here fucking first Y'all are the immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck y'all. We're taking this country back. <laughs> Fucking. I mean, this, yeah. I, I'll be the first one to tell you that uh, the country doesn't run on Duncan. It runs on fucking Mexicans. Yeah. It runs on beans and tortillas, man. Yeah. A hundred percent. Cause here, I, I remember there was that documentary, not documentary. It was a movie. Uh, that movie that came out years ago. It's like a day without Mexicans. Yeah, it was a great movie. <laughs> it was like a comedy, yeah, but it it had a serious message behind it. And like, uh, what is it? They had like all the fucking rich white people like picking the fruits and everything, <laughs> and they're like, "This is hard." <laughs> I remember they did this social experiment too in California, mm-hmm. where there was these guys going up to people and being they're going up to people and being like, "Do you need a job right now?" And he's like, "Yeah, desperately. I've been looking for a job." And he's like, "Okay, how about?" I have a job for you. It's um, it's an all day long thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not gonna pay, get paid a lot. You're gonna be out in the hot sun all fucking day picking fruit. And they're like, "No, I'm not gonna do that." But they go ask an immigrant the same question. He's like, "100. percent Where's it yeah. at? I'll go. I'll be there right now." Yeah, like, are we going now? Yeah. <laughs> Can I at least get paid a half day if I get there in, by uh, by noon? Yeah. Yeah. It's like. There's a lady, I, I, I started seeing her on TikTok a lot more, especially around Hispanic heritage much. It's just like, oh, you're Mexican, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, her and her husband, they're old. Like, they're, they're like in their 60s, almost 70s. And they're out there working uh, uh, grape vineyards in, like, California, you know, cutting grape and everything. And all she's doing in her videos is just, like, telling people to... You know, this is hard work, but we just have to keep going forward. We have to do this to move forward. This is, you know, you know, we came here. This is what we have to do to get somewhere better. Like we have the opportunity. It's tough, but we have the opportunity to grow in this nation. And she's over there like her and her husband and like on break 
they bring the like the fucking grill top and he digs a hole fucking mexican as fuck dude yeah digs a hole in the ground throws some charcoal in there puts the grill top on top and they start making like fish they'll bring like a, a cooler with like some fucking tilapia like whole tilapia scales yeah. and all and they're cooking that shit out she's making tortillas and they're out there just sitting pouring sweat they're dirty as fuck like they're head to toe covered in dirt and they're over there dancing and laughing and and you know telling each other that they love each other and you know just living their life the best way they can in that situation and i want to see the same white trash motherfucker working at mcdonald's making a, a tiktok video trying to say he's happy like i want them to be like you know this is our lot in life but we're doing this to get further no they're probably posting up shit like, you know, this is bullshit. I deserve more money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, but you call out every other fucking day and you come in high. I mean, yeah. to be fair, it's not always the case for everybody. Obviously, no, there yeah. are there are people out there that are hardworking people that mm-hmm. are part of a working class society. And they yeah. understand, like, they value hard work over anything, you know? Yeah. They're not going to oh, always, there's not always people that are going to bend to whatever political side just because it mm-hmm. seems like the trendy thing to do. Because mo- luckily, we are... I feel like right now we're in like a a, a progressive growth of people's mindsets on these things because obviously there's been a lot of rallying in the uh, years for you know obviously fixing the problem yeah. of immigration reform and like treat people as you would want to be treated yeah. as well you the, know the the fruit pickers and everyone the all of them are starting to get unionized mm-hmm. yeah I follow them on TikTok. I forget what it's called, but yeah, they're starting to get together, unionize, ask for better wages and everything. Yeah. And I'm like, that's fucking fantastic. I back the fuck out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because people are always saying like, oh, if we pay these people more money, then food would not become affordable. We're already going through a food like uh, a crisis, right? Like a food shortage, right? Yeah. But if you actually look into it, you know why we have such a food sh- a shortage? It's because we overproduce mm-hmm. and throw away way too much fucking food. Yep. Why is it that so many businesses will throw away perfectly good food and not give them away to food pantries? Yeah. Oh, because 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 I know apparently this happened back in the day. It it started with um it started with this fucking thing where like uh some farmer started this whole trend of where he noticed that, like, you know, he would have produce mm-hmm. that he would sell throughout the day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, most of that produce is going to go bad. So what he does is he would take it up, he'd go to a certain part of town, and he'd just hand it out to free to people that needed it, right? Yeah. But then people started realizing he was doing that. So mm-hmm. the next thing you know, people aren't buying his produce anymore. Yeah. And his produce is going to go back, and he realized his lines for the produce he was giving out were free or getting longer because people mm-hmm. were taking advantage of the situation. So what does he start doing? He starts destroying the product instead yeah. of giving it away. And it's, it's, this people started... People shitty. They take advantage of a, a somebody... When someone stretches out a hand to help, it's people some, take advantage. It's one of those things where some people just don't have fucking shame. No. Like, look, if you have... The resources 
to be able to take care of yourself, to feed yourself, to close yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't take advantage of other things that people desperately need to get by. Yeah. But some people haven't learned that fucking lesson. Some people want to be fucking freeloaders. Mm -hmm. Like I've already, I've, I've gone on this whole tirade before on how much I fucking hate hippies, right? Because, you know, they're freeloading <laughs> fucks that want to travel yeah. around the US and they basically live off of fucking like you know, shit that they get from food pantries and shit like that. Yeah. Like you are a fucking disgrace because mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're taking advantage of uh, systems that were put in place to help those who are unfortunate your disabled veterans that are homeless your people with mental disabilities that had nowhere to go because guess what majority of these mental health homes that were a fucking thing were all shut down by ronald reagan yeah. and basically is the reason why we had a, such an increase of homeless people like throughout the fucking like 80s 90s and 2000s and up till now because the thing is when you can't house people with problems, where did they end up? They end up in the fucking street because mm -hmm. there's nowhere they can go. And it's just ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous to me. I had a I had a coworker who for a while, she was homeless mm -hmm. because she was a single mother. Uh, she was able to get her uh, baby daddy to take care of the kid. But because she was on her own, she had no money. She had no place to go. Yeah. She literally lived in her car for a few months while working. And, you know, she did the best she could. And she was able to pull herself out of that situation, you know. But she never, she never took advantage of any kind of, like, system yeah. in place. Because she knew, well, I have a job. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get a paycheck. And instead of just... Saving all that money and taking advantage of a system in place, I'm gonna use, I'm gonna allocate my money correctly to where I can put money away to save up to a place where I can eventually live. Mm -hmm. And then what money I have left over is enough to feed me, to clothe me, and to just keep me warm at night, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is a real thing that people do because people have pride and people know that these things are not meant for them. Because some people end up in those situ situ uh, situations where they don't have. Those re like those resources at yeah. hand, you know. But what's worse is when those resources are there and other people take advantage of them. Mm -hmm. Like obviously, you know, on a personal level, that our parents depended on food pantries. Yeah. Because my mom made barely enough income to fucking keep the lights on. Yeah. And and God knows that you would get chewed the fuck out if you left the fucking light on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely doesn't. But God yeah. damn it, if you leave one fucking light on, that's an ass whooping and a half. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, it, like food stamps. That was a big one. I mean, that helped us out so much, getting food stamps. When we could get it. Yeah. Because that's a thing, too. People don't understand that food stamps. At a certain point, people were taking advantage of that. People usually who were like uh, spending all their money on drugs and they had all these kids, so they would get, you know, food stamps. Because they were barely bringing any money, it was lowering that um, that threshold of like, if you're under this amount, yeah, then you get food stamps. So they were lowering that bar so much to the point where sometimes, um, like when my mom started working again, there would be times when they're like, oh, you make too much. We're not going to give you food stamps. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because of that is people take advantage of the situation. They purposely don't work. So that way the government pays their, their, uh, their food stamps and everything. Yeah. And, you know, housing or anything like that. Not just that, but sometimes people, like, again, people take advantage of the system at hand. Yeah. I know this on a personal level that 
We knew some people mm-hmm. who qualified for food stamps, and guess what? They didn't fucking use them. Yeah. They sold them. Jesus. Because you know why? Because whenever a person is in need, mm-hmm. in dire need of food, and they barely, they make more money mm-hmm. than uh, to where they can't um, qualify for food stamps. And somebody else who does qualify for mm-hmm. it because, you know, they've found a way to exploit the system or whatever. Yeah. And this person's like, hey, I'll sell you my food stamps. I get $500 this month. Give me 250 and you can use it for $500 worth of groceries. Yeah. You're going to take that yeah. 100% of the time. Yeah. But the thing is, sometimes people knew that people were doing this. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do anything about it. People know that these systems are in place for people who desperately need it. Mm-hmm. And people are still fucking finding a way to cash it out. I remember uh, near the neighborhood that I used to grow up. There was a, um, anybody who grew up in the neighborhood that uh, I grew up in. Because I know a few listeners um, mm-hmm. um, who know me personally know this for sure. There used to be a gas station right down the fucking road. And that mm-hmm. gas station got shut down because they found out that they were u- they were using food stamps there to buy things that were not qualified under food stamps. So essentially, you could go there with your food stamps card mm-hmm. and get yourself a 24-pack of beer and a fucking carton of cigarettes and they would mark it as groceries. Mm-hmm. It's fucking stupid. And they did that for everybody. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I don't see how they fucking stayed open that long because there's the tax on the cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, I have, I don't yeah, know. They that's pro- ridiculous. More than likely, they are probably marking them higher mm, yeah. than what they're actually worth. Because obviously, <laughs> like, like if, if, if a pack of cigarettes is $5, it'd probably mark it down for like 7 Yeah. Because they know that like, oh, this guy has more than plenty enough. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up and when my mom was a single mom, my mom being a custodian and a part-time lunch lady, mm-hmm. she was barely bringing home like, I think... Like this is back in like the early two thousands. My mom was only making like a thousand dollars a month, yeah, and she was getting paid monthly. So when she got paid, she had to fucking allocate that money correctly. Yeah, you're living off two fifty a fucking week, yep. And then because she made barely that much money, honestly, by like a hair, mm-hmm. by a hair, she qualified for food stamps. If she had made, I think, I think she said if she had made like a hundred or two hundred dollars more, mm-hmm. then no food stamps. A, a funny story on food stamps. Uh, there's a place here in uh, town. They don't do it anymore because they, they <laughs> someone called them out and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do this anymore. We're gonna get shut down." It's like it's uh, one of the gas stations there in town. They had a sign outside that said, "Hey, uh, we sell bags of chicken." Of, you know, like chicken wings, you know, and all that shit. So what they would do is, you know, you go in there and they're like, okay, uh, here's the chicken. It's a little priced up. But for free, after you buy it, hey, we happen to have a fryer in the back. We can fry that up for you. (laughs) So to get more money, uh, they were frying chicken for people. So they would buy the bag of chicken, raw chicken with food stamps. And you paid, they pay like five or six dollars more. Like what it would cost at like Walmart or Kroger, mm-hmm. and they would season it up and cook it for you, <laughs> <laughs> which was great. I mean, like shit, fuck yeah. That way, you know, a family can 
if they didn't have time to cook or something, they can get a full fucking wing meal for everyone in their family. I know the thing that used to save us, save us a lot, Burritos. a lot of fucking money growing up. No, it was <laughs> the fact that we had family members that worked at the poultry plants mm-hmm. and they could get us big fucking cases yeah. of chicken for super cheap. Because if you worked for the company, mm-hmm. you could get boxes of chicken at um at a like a super reduced price. I think literally they would be selling it like a dollar a pound. Yeah. You could get <laughs> DOE. She would take the box. Huh? She would just take the boxes. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. She'd buy like three or four boxes at a time and then resell it to us. Mm-hmm. Cause think about it. If you're buying 50 pounds of fucking chicken mm-hmm. for $50 and you flip it for 75 to family members and then a hundred yeah. to people who you don't know, you're coming out on top a hundred, like a hundred percent of the time. I mean, th- those boxers are great for whenever, <laughs> you know, there was a bunch of us and we were all had birthdays. God fucking. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, all the mole and caldos de pollo. Mm-hmm. Like not mole, but caldo de pollo. Fuck you. Nah. Mole is the shit. Nah. That is our... I don't like chocolate on my, on my chicken. That is the fucking fuel of our ancestors. Well, no. Yes. I like mole. Yeah. I don't like mole. Whatever. I eat everything else. So, uh, uh, <laughs> other than uh, coming out type 2 diabetic, he also came out as gay <laughs> for not liking mole. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, anyways, mm. no. <laughs> mm, I won't tell. <laughs> no, but like the whole immigration thing. Just watch it again. Just yes, go watch, watch the documentary. It is worth the watch. Be angry. Be sad with us, and then feel like a complete piece of shit at the end when that uh, the black lady fucking gives yeah. that speech. Now I know specifically. We did. We decided to do this two-part series mm-hmm. before Hispanic Heritage Month, you know, and but this doesn't just affect Latino communities. It doesn't. It affects everybody. Yeah. It affects people all around the world. Mm-hmm. But mainly, we wanted to highlight it because this is something that we knew personally mm-hmm. because it comes from our world. It comes. It, it's something that our people have to deal with, you yep. know, and. Um, it's just one of those things where we, being a newer generation mm-hmm. of American-born Hispanics, it is in. It's not just in our hands, but it's our responsibility mm-hmm. to make sure that we do what we can to put people in place to run this country that will eventually be able to solve these problems. Yeah. So, I know. In the very beginning, I was very, like, I guess, I don't know how to how to phrase exactly. I was very um, non political. I was very non political. Yeah. Yes, but I was very like a nihilistic, mm-hmm. where I was like, the world is fucked and it's always going to be fucked. Oh yeah. But me in an older age, I know that that's kind of true. But the thing is, you can always dampen the effective things mm-hmm. by at least trying to do something yeah. whether it's protesting whether it's be, um, being a part of active petitions whether mm-hmm. it's backing a political candidate that who you know or at least you hope can yeah. do something do your research hold them accountable fucking go to their rallies yell at them until they hear you those people that we're putting in the office need to stand by their words and do what they said they're going to do 
this this is the big thing like for a while i wasn't voting or doing anything i've in recent years i've gotten a lot more political and a yeah. lot more like into the politics of everything because it's yeah same i just it's, like it's, it just affects us it affects our families like i see it more now like with you know my mom having to get her citizenship my brother-in-law just recently got a citizenship and my sister and him had to go to juarez to wait for them to tell him if he had his citizenship Luckily, they were only there for like a week. It could have been longer. They could have just said mm, no, and you're already here, so too bad. And it's just yeah, like like, like, like I've said before, crazy. like we're we're not a political podcast, but we are going to talk about politics, and yeah. we're going to talk about <laughs> things that we want to talk about because these are things yeah. that keep us up at night. You yep. know, that is what the purpose of the Nine Funk Podcast is. Is yep. these are things that are running through our mind, and these are things that affect not just us, but it affects a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And these things, like again, like like this documentary will tell you, like a lot of these people live with this weight, yeah, and they're constantly in fear of what could what the next day is going to look like. And, um, yeah. no, we didn't even talk about, uh, the last guy, the, the gay guy. Oh, the one that went to Canada. Yeah. Like that's there. That's, I mean, at least he found a way out of it, but at the same time, it's, it's sort of a bittersweet, uh, win. Cause he came because his mom was sick when he was 14 and he ended up staying here and he loved the country. He built, you know, relationships. This is the place he grew up in, in the U.S. And then it came down to him not remembering what he said to the uh, TSA agent at the airport. And they're like, well, you probably lied and said you were a, you were a citizen when you weren't. So we're yeah. going to deny it. You have to leave. So him and his husband went through the whole process. They had to go through the whole rigmarole of becoming Canadian citizens. Yeah, and luckily Canada has way better immigration laws than the U.S. Mm-hmm. So he was able to get his, they were able to get citizenship in Canada, and it was sort of a bittersweet because they had the little party and he started crying. He's like, I can't do this. It's like this is my life here. So you're telling me a country that's run by Justin Trumbone, the guy who's <laughs> done blackface two times, is able to figure out immigration reform? But meanwhile, we're over here still trying to figure this bullshit. Well, like, I mean, he on. didn't figure it out. Okay. Other people did. Well, yeah, but still. But like, yeah, like, I mean, that's just sad. Like, you you think you're at the finish line, and it turns out, no, it's a lot further. Yeah. And you have to leave everything behind. Mm-hmm. Even though this thing that you they tell you to fix or to figure out, it's an impossible task. Yeah. So... That, that that was sad. I, I felt for the guy. I was just like, damn, that Yeah. Like well, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't like you you just didn't know. You were a kid. Yeah. And just because of that, that chance is gone. But at least at, at least you're able to go somewhere else. Yeah. You didn't have to get sent back to a place you don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. it's it's fucking it's fucking hard depressing. and it's heavy. Yeah. And Again, we recommend anybody who has access to Netflix go watch Living Undocumented. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great sh- um, documentary, a multi part documentary, to really get more information on what these people go through and seeing all their individual cases and stuff yeah. like that. And um, I'm not gonna, I'm I don't want to drag out the show any much longer. Yeah. The last thing I want to do for the show is I wanted to play this quick little clip from um, uh, these. 
also the Netflix uh, special, which I also recommend. Um, it's John Liquizamo, Latin mm-hmm. History for Morons. Um, it's a great watch, but he does this one speech in it that I thought was really great, and I think people should hear it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to sign off on that. But thank you again for listening. And again, happy Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. And um, as always, thank you for listening, mm-hmm. and um, we'll see y'all next week. Hopefully with a much lighter topic. Yeah. Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. All right. All right. Land stats roll call. Land stats roll call. So we land people are the second oldest ethnic group in America after Native Americans. And yet at 22%, we have the highest high school dropout rate of any minority in this country. And at 32%, we are the most bullied ethnic group in the workplace. And at 40% of the prison population because of this immigration detention, we are now the largest ethnic group in jails. And 60% of hate crimes are perpetrated on us, so we've got the record there too. And we're 68 million hard-working, contributing Americans in this country who have added $2.3 trillion to the U.S. economy. If we were our own country, we'd be the eighth largest economy in the world. And our women, our women are number one in small business creations in America at 87%. And yet the gatekeepers, your leaders and your executives are denying us access, are denying us a seat at the table. And how dare you? How dare you when that's cultural apartheid? When we're 50% of the population in Los Angeles, but less than 3% of the faces in front of the camera or behind the camera, that's cultural apartheid. When we're equal to whites in New York City in population size, but less than 1% of the stories or staff at the New York Times, at the New York Post, at the New Yorker, or any other rag that has a city on its banner, that's cultural apartheid. And how dare you? When we're so American, it hurts. Because we're the only ethnic group that has fought in every single war this country's ever had. We have shed blood for America in each and every single one of our wars. We're the most decorated minority in each and every single one of those wars. But where are our contributions? Where are they? Where are they listed, mentioned, or honored? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were put back into history, written back into history textbooks? Can you imagine how America would see us? More importantly, can you imagine how we would see ourselves?